Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the show. I'm Jeff C. And I'm Grace Duffy. And we are excited to be joined today by Tara Zerker, a Facebook and Instagram ads expert and founder and CEO of Successful Ad Clubs. We're going to be exploring what global spikes in social media usage mean for marketing strategies. And later on the show, we're going to be joined by AJ Wilcox, the yes. one and only our favorite LinkedIn ads expert. And we're going to talk about a new ad format in LinkedIn and how businesses are handling uh, ad buys in this current climate. And we'll be doing that uh, later in the show. Tara, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. So excited to be here this morning. Awesome. So Grace, Absolutely. kick us off. We got some great news this morning to go over. Yeah, absolutely. It's the news that's not news. Facebook, along with other social media and streaming sites, are seeing an unprecedented spike in traffic and usage as millions of users around the world are being urged to stay home and socially distance as they should be. But as we know, socially distancing does not apply to social media. We are as close as ever. That's right. My lives are going crazy. My Instagram feed is full of people going live, videos, everything. Facebook issued a statement this, I think it was Tuesday or Monday, Monday or Tuesday, and it was that they admitted that they are struggling to maintain stability throughout this use, uh, throughout the surge in usage. The company's systems and workforce are stressed beyond capacity. And they're also trying to keep up with one, keeping users' data uh, secure, shifting and supporting their own workforce as they are working from home. And they also, on top of this, promise to keep on top of misinformation. But they have said that they are committed to working through this. In a similar move, uh, YouTube has also admitted that they're straining under the stress and their response is to switch to standard definition streaming de as a default. So I think all of the social media channels are a little bit stressed. So as usage surges, there was another, it was kind of buried in the news where Facebook's uh, spokesperson also said that use is just surging, but not where they're usually monetizing. So it's in messaging, it's in videos, it's in stuff where they don't, nor like people going live, it's in stories where people, they haven't really been um, in groups, sorry, groups, groups are important too. That's not their big places where they monetize, according to Facebook, right? Meanwhile, we hear that businesses are shoring up resources, reducing and pausing their ad buys, et cetera. There's a lot of conflicting advice. And so I definitely want to ask you, should we be advertising right now, Tara? What do you think? Yes, 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 yes. So uh, if you asked me that two weeks ago, I'd say, oh, we're going to have to kind of wait and see. I would assume that what will happen is we'll have a surge in usage, which we're seeing. Uh, some interesting stats around that. I printed this off this morning, but Facebook has seen up to 70% more time spent on its apps. I thought this was so fascinating, but think of um, time spent group calling has increased by over a thousand percent. This is in wow. Italy, but imagine worldwide they're experiencing the same things. They don't normally have 
like you mentioned, Grace, that's not where they monetize there. Uh, there's no ad inventory there. You know, you don't get on a call in WhatsApp and have a little ad before. So they are struggling. And with what exactly you mentioned that companies are reducing their ad spend and that is creating a lot of unused inventory and it's creating more inventory because there's more people than ever before on the platforms. And let me tell you, I honestly think those that are eff effectively advertising will have the best opportunity in the next three to six months that they will have this whole decade mm. if their advertising is effective. So why would people be cutting their ad if I'm telling you to go and, and you know increase potentially your ad spend? Well, it's probably because they weren't effectively advertising or they were advertising in ways where it's not as trackable, you know, they're maybe not doing conversion ads, they might be doing ads or boosting posts and all that stuff is fabulous if you have a conversion strategy attached to it. Or they just were never effective with their ads. You know, we see that day in and day out inside of our ads club. We see people who come in with really ineffective ads and then they learn to do it the right way and they're able to suddenly see an ROI. So if you're not effective, that's the first thing you're going to slash. That's the easiest cut. You know, if you're going to choose between a team member or your Facebook ads budget, Give it the ads budget. That's what most people are doing. It's creating a massive amount of unused inventory. And I will tell you, two weeks ago, I was like, oh, we got to kind of wait and see. My, my assumption is ad costs will go down. I can absolutely validate that is what's happening. In fact, across our client lab right now, we are seeing better results than ever before. I'm talking the best results, either lifetime on their accounts or in the last like eight, nine years. Wow. So do you think this is because there is more people and therefore it, you're yeah. getting it served up in, in front of more people because everybody is on the network? Is that why you, you think it's increasing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the two things, number one, you're having a lot of big budgets being cut. And so there's, you know, automatically those ad revenues are going away mm. um, for Facebook, but also it means you're competition. Competition doesn't always mean the person in your industry who's also advertising, right? Let's say if you're a little spa and your customers are also being served with ads for socks, ads for a boutique, you know, your competition in terms of Facebook can be anyone and everyone trying to reach your same target audience. Mm. And so with so many people getting rid of their ads budgets or pausing, you know, or reducing dramatically, there's A, more people, B, more inventory. Gotcha. See, that all equates to less competition. And how we can validate that is I've been tracking this across all of our accounts in addition to as many accounts as I can get access to. You're seeing the CPM start to fall, 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 fall. CPMs, of course, is how Facebook charges you. And so, you know, what was a $17 CPM three weeks ago? $12 CPM today. Everything is so on sale right now. Companies, the stock market, everything's on sale, including ads. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely. So are your clients spending less or more on social? And when they're spending, are they spending the same and just getting more bang for their buck? Is that what I'm hearing you say? Both. Uh, you know, again, this is such a day by day situation at this point. I mean, I feel like the feeling a week ago was very panicked. And as we've mm -hmm. seen things kind of play out, it's like increase the spend, increase the spend. I mean, do it cautiously. Don't be crazy. You don't want to be irresponsible <laughs> with your budget, right. but Here's the thing, also kind of in a similar behavior pattern to what we saw in the stock market. As soon as everything kind of started to hit, shutdown started happening across the globe and then, you know, started hitting maybe your community, people just kind of started panicking and canceling everything. Mm -hmm. 
without really analyzing it. You know, and what we told all of our clients and our member community was hold your spend. Do not go crazy yet. I mean, you know, our fear can get the best of us and we can anticipate that things will go good or bad depending on kind of our temperament, you right. know, mm-hmm. but just wait, just wait and see. And so many people, I am telling you, people in surprising niches and people in unsurprising niches, maybe, you know, we had people, anybody that's serving parents right now, it's a great place mm-hmm. to be. Anyone in health, it's a great place to be. Anyone even in relationships with the right positioning, it's a great place to be. And so what we saw was, uh, we told everyone kind of hold, hold your horses. Let's see what happens. And they were surprised. Like, I can't believe it. I'm getting where I was getting two row as I'm getting three or four, or in the case of one of our clients always had kind of three to five row as mm-hmm. now is getting seven, eight, and even nine, but you got to shift your messaging ever so slightly so uh, for some of you. That's what I wanted to talk about because, you know, I'm sure all of us have seen the wrong way to market yeah. and advertise that's going on uh, some way. So we should be marketing, but not really, I mean, selling or like pushing it really hard. So can you give us some examples of your own client work of how to do this? Like what kind of messaging should we be using? And, you know, what's working for you right now? And some uh, ads I keep seeing, like, it seems like they're in promotion overdrive. And so what can okay. we do to really, you know, the, the best kind of messaging that you have seen? Slight tweaks, honestly. Slight tweaks to the messaging appears to be the most effective. I want to also say, let me just caveat this because I don't want people suddenly spending more on ads when they shouldn't be. Go through your filtering questions. If you are seeing that you're still getting return or especially if you're getting good return, then that's where you just hold steady or increase. If you're seeing really truly, I'm losing money on ads. you need to make that decision. You need to probably cut your ads budget or try different messaging, right? Great example of how to tweak that messaging. One of our um, clients from our client lab, he has a photography course. And basically the messaging, the hook that's always been the best is, do you have a vacation coming up where you need to dust off that old camera and learn how to finally use it? Mm. Great messaging. It's always been super effective. Not so effective right now. now. (laughs) So here's the slight tweak. Everything else in the ad remain the same. Are you stuck at home and still needing to learn how to use that old camera? This is a great time to do it. And I mean, that little tweak, that little effective tweak has skyrocketed his results. And so that's also interesting because it tells us people are actually spending money And I think there's another kind of false alarm going through the internet of everyone's freezing their spend. And you know what? That's not true. They're definitely reconsidering certain types of purchases. They're pausing certain types of purchases. But, you know, for many of them, stuck at home is a great excuse to learn. Mm -hmm. It's a great excuse to find solutions to problems that have just been nagging at them for months. I know, you know, for me, I've been purchasing a few courses around some parenting things where it's like, I I finally have time to like fix this. I'm going to fix this. You know, I've got the time to do it Mm -hmm. and the kids are at home closer than ever. This is a perfect time for me to finally buy that course I've had my eye on. So, People are spending, but you do need to be tweaking your messaging to be, you know, relevant to the climate. Now, notice what I didn't say. Stuck at home with coronavirus, uh, quarantine. Don't go into that. And anyways, Facebook is getting rid of that kind of messaging off the platform. Um, You don't need to exploit the virus. You can just talk to the current state that we're all in, which is 
stuck at home, right. want something better to do than scroll your phone. That type of messaging is working really well right now. Those yeah, great absolutely. Tips, great tips. Well, and I'm glad you brought up the what you don't say, right? Because yeah. uh, Facebook has said in multiple ways, and we even talked about it last on last week's show, that they are relying more on AI and machine learning and they are, those systems of themselves are overloaded. And so again, it's, it's getting harder to, and then, you know, to be flagged, it's getting harder to appeal those errors. They, Facebook has even said, we're just not going to get to them right away. You're going to have to wait. So do you have any tips on how to create ads that are helpful, but don't get flagged beyond don't use those words? Like, is there something yeah. else? Because I'm hearing a lot of like the same words over and over again. And like, I think you can join me in the word. Like, I could live forever without hearing the word pivot again. Seriously. <laughs> it's and true, yeah. I apologize if it comes out of my mouth, but like, oh my goodness. Right. So, Change your tell paradigm. Us, tell us, Grace, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I have a class for you, Jeff, <laughs> that you can take. Okay. okay? Right. Like, <laughs> it's on Zoom. Yeah. Um, just kidding. Tara, I'm sorry. What can we do? Uh, the lighter the touch, the better is what we're seeing personally, right? So you can also just say in a time like this, mm. you don't have to go crazy with unprecedented. How many of us are sick of that word as well? Uncertain. Yes. Um, you know, I will say you can experiment with those words. Sometimes it is effective to say uncertain or um, these unusual times that we find ourselves in, but really the lighter the touch, it seems the better, right? So go back to that stuck at home sort of messaging right. or want something better to do. You don't even have to say like, want something better to do than scroll your phone. You know, you could just be saying things like want something better to do or also things you could be saying are help support our small business, help support our new campaign. You can be calling people into the moment that we are all collectively living through without being um, centered around virus, pandemic, uncertain times, unparalleled, unprecedented, blah, blah, right, blah. Right, but right. you guys, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. So I would just say, try a light touch, see if that works. And if you need to use words like uncertain, unusual, crazy, you know, try it and see. Don't, I wouldn't shift your whole messaging to that. I don't feel like that's actually very effective. I know that from having tested a few angles uh, mm -hmm. for all of our, you know, all of our accounts having tested like those types of angles. And it seems like, honestly, what has always worked combined with a tiny bit of a light touch to center us into this moment is working the best. So take the best ad you've ever run and just add in like, find yourself at home right now, you know, mm -hmm. stuck at home. Uh, yeah. Crazy times we're in, uh, you know, you don't really need to add too much or rework the whole messaging and avoid recession. We're also seeing things about recession, oh, depression. Uh, good point. Uh, that stuff is starting to get flagged. And like you said, appeals are very challenging right now. John in the comments said, uh, make the customer the hero of your story, not you. He said enroll people like that. So I think that that is a great point. Thank you for John for, for dropping that in. So um, Grace, you had an example of something maybe that we should be promoting of the, that you had found. Um, yeah. So I think that there's a lot of advice um, coming out to marketers. That's a little bit hazy where they're saying, you know, market your product or, you know, continue marketing your product, but maybe not now or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, can you give us an example of things that we should be promoting or aspects of our business that we should be promoting? And I know the example that always comes up to me is like, let's say that we have your local cupcake maker, right? Like your store, it's brick and mortar. It runs on foot traffic. You cannot make cupcakes right now. 
you know, what can you do? And then last week, one of our um, attendees on the show here that um, she was an interior designer, like she did corporate interior design. So corporate interior design, like, you know, we're all stuck at home, but you know, what products or what types of things should we be promoting if it doesn't seem like we can promote the thing that we are the basis of our business. So many ways to answer this. Okay. If you've got a business that can be deconstructed and reworked, do that. For example, great uh, restaurant, fine dining restaurant out of Seattle called Canlis. They serve about 150 to 200 reservations a day. They, March 2nd, they saw the writing on the wall and they got their team together and said, we're going to completely dissolve what we thought our business was. We're going to deconstruct it down to its bare bones. So how do we serve food to people and keep our staff working and healthy, et cetera? And so what they did, they got rid of their fine dining establishment. And within a week, they had set up three pop-up shops, a bagel place, a burger place, and a home delivery. So how can you deconstruct your current business model to serve more people? So that's thing number one. Another great example, and I'll bring another industry, another restaurant example in because I thought this was a fabulous example of making new offers that are relevant right now. So maybe your current offer is not appropriate for this this current climate, this current moment, but how can you make a new offer? So imagine this, and unfortunately, I don't have the name of this restaurant. It was shared with me, but we haven't found exactly where this restaurant is or the name of it, but a little Mexican restaurant, great local following. And they said, um, you know, what are we going to do? We have to keep people, uh, we have to pay our rent. We've got all this stuff we still have to pay for. Of course, this was before the stimulus <laughs> package that's now being proposed or hopefully passed. I haven't checked the news, but we've got all of these expenses. What they did was they introduced a brand new offer and a premium offer. So think about this. They said, anybody who buys our new gold elite membership to the restaurant. So brand new offer. You've only ever spent $20 on a plate with us. Now you're going to purchase our gold elite membership. It's going to cost you $1,500. You're going to get $2,000 worth of food and you will get happy hour prices any time of the day, any day of the week, any day of the year for the next year. They had a massive surge in their revenue. So not only did they reposition their offer from come in, dine in, $20 a plate to a completely premium package, they got a ton of community love. So deconstruct your current business, take it down to the bare bones. Is there another way you could be serving? Or is there another offer that would be more relevant to the current moment? Okay. And then the final thing I'll say is, I don't think we should stop selling. Uh, I, I see so many of our clients and our members, their business is up. It's way up. Another great example. We have a coach. She works with special needs parents. Her name is Lydia. And she just from the gut last week, she's like, I think I need to introduce a new offer. What do you think about it? And I was like, I don't know if it's going to work, but put it out there. You feel it so strongly, put it out there and let's see. So she did a pay what you can for your first call. And at the end of the call, she upsells people into her premium package. And guess what? She's never been busier in her whole business than she is right now. Because these parents with special needs kids, you know, they're at home. They're trying to figure out a whole new routine and also keep their children uh, within a routine that keeps their mood stable and allows them, you know, to, to do the things they need to do to keep learning, et cetera. She's never been in more demand, but it wasn't until she put that offer out there, you know, the week before 
it was kind of business as usual and actually starting to decline for her. And so she just shifted and said, what is my community need right now? What can they afford? I really think this would work. And she did it just a, you know, reaction from her gut instinct. And it has been amazing. Well, I know a lot of people who, and, and uh, Mary in the comments has said that uh, pay what you can is an interesting pricing model. Some of my friends have done that where they've done pay what you can with a minimum of something. And that has been very, very sure. successful for them. Pretty impressive. Uh, thanks for all those tips there. Those are awesome. Cool. We have a question from a real estate agent in the comments, which uh, from before the show, and she uh, mentioned virtual open houses. What do you think of that? Because I know realtors, you know, not being able to go out. What are your thoughts about that? 100%. We see realtors doing it in our neighborhood. Actually, you can see them going around with their cameras and and doing, I would assume they're also doing like FaceTime appointments and that sort of thing. So 100%, people are still buying real estate. They still need homes. Right. We're still, and in fact, many people are saying, well, now I've got a little extra time, you exactly. know, I'm maybe even more active in my home search. So 100%. Mm-hmm. And especially if we see real estate tar- start to go on mega sale. I mean, you realtors out there just get ready because that's, that's going to be your whole business model for the next few months. It could be just doing, you know, FaceTime appointments. And I would get, I would just start pushing that hard. Like we're still open. We're doing FaceTime mm-hmm. appointments, book your slot. So mm-hmm. um, what I've heard you say this whole thing is com- we want to continue to market because it continues to build those relationships, provides warm audience when all this, you know, will hopefully blow over really soon. Yeah. So I, I am assuming your, your clients are using this time to create funnels and custom audiences. So how are they doing that? What are kind of the structure that you you tell them to use? In terms of how to create it, like what platforms we're using or recommending? Yeah, or just even the basic, like, I mean, how, because I think some people start with a funnel and make it really, really complex. And (laughs) what I'm understanding, you're, you're not really saying that, so. Yeah, not at all. You know what, you guys, honestly, some of our best promotions have been right off of Google Docs. Mm. We just send people to a Google Doc. And uh, you don't need to be super complex. I can't tell you how much money in our particular company we've actually made from just a Google Doc. Mm. And so we have an offer, we write it up, we send it to people. And at the bottom, there's a link to buy and they buy. So I would just say, how can you simplify your funnel? Don't make it complicated. Um, Typically, if you do want a landing page, a landing page with a payment uh, option is great or a booking option. If you're a realtor, you know, book in your time sort of a thing. But yeah, you, I would just say create simplicity. You'd be amazed what you can just do from emails alone. You don't need to have all these bells and whistles. Now, they can be helpful, definitely. But you have to keep in mind too, in, in the current climate, people are kind of, they're into this. They're into things that are a little bit more just getting it out there. You know, they don't expect everything to be perfectly polished. So if you have an offer that's really burning inside of you, like our member um, Lydia, and it's just like, I just feel like I need to put this out to my audience. Just do it and do it in a simple way. You can text message offers to people too. You know, if you have their, yeah, I mean, this does not need to be crazy over the top. I would go simple landing page and email follow-up if I was going to go the true funnel route. Mm -hmm. And if I was going to go really just super simple, I'd just send people to a Google doc. Gotcha. That's Facebook for everybody, but it works. And Facebook mentioned that WhatsApp, um, messenger, uh, what else? Uh, Instagram DMs, like those are hot right now. Groups are hot right now. So also I would also building on what you're saying, Tara, like utilize those tools as well. 
DMs, I'll just say this. If you don't have a DM strategy, you are leaving a lot on the table. I have at least 20 new DM conversations a week starting. And then however many hundreds of people that I'm already DMing constantly. I've got tiny little followership. I've got 6,000, almost 7,000 people that follow me. If you have less than 10,000, you've got capacity to be in your DMs. You'd be silly not to. It's crazy what can happen there. That's awesome. Don't be silly, people. Don't yeah. be silly. <laughs> Don't be silly. So, <laughs> Don't um, be silly. There's, we, I want to clarify something from uh, Karen in the audience asked this. So you are seeing higher engagement metrics and better ad performance over the last two weeks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I would say, especially over the last week, I think the week before was really hairy, like mm-hmm. hit or miss some okay. accounts, great, some accounts a little bit, but in the last week, we'll see, we'll see if my hypothesis continues to be true. I hope it is. I think we're about to have a fire sale of an opportunity on ad space. Awesome. So get it. Yeah. Yeah. Get on that people. Yeah. It's good. So we got some more news, Grace. So, um, take, this is even some more stuff uh, that kind of falls into all of this, uh, stay at home stuff. Yep. So talking about your DMs, Instagram is launching new ways to browse with friends over video chat and um, also new ways to connect during this uh, time of staying safe and staying home, but still staying connected. So one new feature is the ability to view Instagram posts with friends over video chat. And this new tool is called co-watching, which That sounds familiar to me. It sounds like maybe someone else rolled out co-watching. Anyway, so co-watching. Tara, have you seen this new feature? Have you tried it out? Like, I haven't seen it, so. I haven't, but I read about it. And, well, I don't know if you want my take on it. You're uh, you're underwhelmed, it seems, right there. That's what it seems like. I would love your take on it because... But just to answer this, is this better or worse than me just taking a screenshot and sending it to my friend oh. and being like, let's talk about this? Like, I, do I have to do this on video? <laughs> I don't get this. I I mean, I've got two kids and dinner to make and potty training to do. Like the last thing I'm looking for is new ways to pass the time in my life. But I've got to hand it to Instagram. I mean, it's a new innovative idea. I personally am not their target demographic for that feature. I'm pretty positive of that, right, but somebody, right. you know, somebody's going to find a cool marketing way yeah. to use it and blow it up. Right. So I'm totally going to eat crow on this, but for me, I'm just not their target. I think it's going to be the younger demographic. will probably love it. Yeah. But, I'm still working on potty yeah. training, but uh, not for my kids, <laughs> just for me. But see, oh the God. thing is that I, I think it is for the, I think my kids would probably use it because they could, they could talk totally. about stuff they see, but I, for a marketer, it is still for me hard to get my mind around. But you did something I want to ask you a question about. One of the things you mentioned is how has your Instagram strategy changed? You know, are you seeing ads being affected this way? Oh, for feature you're saying? No, just for your your overall in Instagram strategy. Oh, in general. In general. Um, my personal organic strategy is definitely has evolved dramatically. We've been doing case study videos uh, every day on businesses we're seeing that are doing it right and different offers they're putting out there. And I tell you, that has really catapulted our reach, our growth, everything. So, you know, if you have an opportunity to be relevant, somebody just said, what if I'm a realtor or financial service? Oh my goodness. You could be talking about the stimulus package and your thoughts on it and your take and your expertise. Some There's going to pop up a whole industry, a little cottage industry to serve just the stimulus package business owners who are going to go in and, and take advantage of that. So I would be as relevant as I could to my industry. I'd be talking about the changes and your perspective and your insight, your tips, your strategy. It's been huge for us to do that, like massive. And in terms of ads, I have the same thing as Facebook. 
kind of, uh, you know, increased inventory, increased people on the platform. And Stories has, you know, for the last few months has been a bargain anyway, Stories ads. Mm -hmm. It's only getting better. Everything's from what we're seeing data-wise and we've got a very short time sample. So, you know, hopefully this is true for us for the next three to six months is what I'm projecting, but this is a good time. Good time to buy. (laughs) Gotcha. Buy while it's low. Exactly. And the other new feature, another, I don't know if it's really a feature, but Instagram is also uh, featuring a shared story at the top of your feeds. Those of you that are active on Instagram, you've probably noticed it. It highlights people practicing social distancing. You get a little reward, you get a sticker. So if you put that uh, stay at home sticker in your stories, uh, it'll be featured in the shared story. And the cool thing about this is that it only shows stay at home stories from people that you already follow. So it's not random. It's not strange. It's like, you know, so I mean, these are people that have already followed you. These are already people that you're fans. How can we best use this without exploiting it? Okay. Like how do we use this without exploiting it? I think be relevant. So make sure that whatever, don't just stick it on some promotion that you're doing or something. You know, I think that it's best used because then what happens is the whole story kind of gets tainted and people just click away off of it, right? Or they mm-hmm. they move off of it. So right. just make sure that whatever you're doing is relevant. It has certainly been a fun way for me to kind of re-engage with some people I haven't engaged with in a long time because they're using that little sticker. But I notice if they're kind of using it inappropriately, they're not showing something that's relevant to that sticker. I'm so annoyed by it. So right, right. I'm sure I'm not the only one. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. like it either. So Tara, this has been super, super insightful. Thank you so much. It's so great to have you on the show. Yeah, Where can we find out more about you? Oh, thank you. Well, we have, if you want to download a perfect ad kit, we've created this amazing kit with 27 words not to use and um, headlines that tend to work really well for us almost all the time. So you can get that at youradkit.com slash SME, youradkit.com slash SME. And I'm Tara Zerker on Instagram. Thank you so and Tara, much. Well, and Tara was recently, I wanted to mention, Tara was recently a guest on Mike Stelzner's podcast. It was last Friday that it published. And this is the Social Media Marketing Podcast. So it is the March 20th episode. And the title of the podcast was Successful Facebook Ads on a Small Budget. And she talks about creating Facebook ads that work for all budget, explains why testing Facebook ads is key to success, and shares her methodology for testing and developing those ad campaigns. I know that there were several comments or questions in our comments here that we didn't get to that did ask about how to create those ads. So Tara, of course, in her infinite wisdom and graciousness already provided us with those answers. So you can find those everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, Stitcher is my favorite platform. Go to whichever one is yours and it is there. So again, that's the social media marketing podcast with Mike Stelzner. Thanks, Tara, so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks, you guys. Great to be here. Bye, Tara. That was so insightful. I think a lot of, I've seen yeah. the comments were going crazy. Uh, people are uh, really enjoying what Tara had to say. And I think a little bit encouraged. So we're going to bring on uh, AJ here. If you don't know who AJ, he is one of my favorite LinkedIn ad experts. He is the founder of B2Linked.com, a LinkedIn ad specific ad agency. He's also the host of the LinkedIn Ad Show, a new podcast that covers targeting strategies, getting the best pricing and everything else there is to know about LinkedIn ads. AJ, thank you so much for coming here again. Welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for you coming. Look good, you sound good. Hopefully, you feel good. We're all good. So, I feel thank real you. Real good. Good. Feel real good. I love your enthusiasm. AJ is probably the most enthusiastic person I have ever met, and that is coming from me. Yeah. So <laughs> that is like 
Tigger endorsing Tigger. We asked AJ to be on the show to talk about these new conversation ads on LinkedIn. So they added this new messaging ad format that helps marketers, and this is their quote, interact with their prospects in a more personal and engaging way. It builds on LinkedIn's Messenger ads offering, which was formerly, of course, as we know, was formerly the sponsored in-mail. And this is kind of funny to me. It allows advertisers to create a choose your own path experience and create a full funnel campaign using various calls to action. So that just sounds like an adventure, like a choose your own path, like choose your own adventure. But uh, AJ, you're telling me before we came on that you have been testing these for a while now. So tell us what are these new conversation ads and how are they different than what LinkedIn has been offering prior to this? Yeah, well, we were the very first ones in the pilot and was really excited because we run LinkedIn's largest spending, uh, what used to be sponsored in-mail account in the world. And so we've been using the category that they call sponsored messaging for a long time. And so as soon as they opened this up to us, we were like, yes, is there something new? Is there something awesome here? And indeed there is. The concept, I mean, think of it like Facebook has had this forever, like chatbots Mm. kind of feature. And now you can push this in an ad. And it uses the same inventory that old sponsored in-mail or what we call message ads now. Uh, it uses the same inventory. It's the same costs, but it's just a little bit more versatile. It used to be when you sent a message ad, it was really a one-shot thing. You paid 25 to 55 cents to send it to someone and half of them would open it. And then of the people who opened, they'd look at it and go, okay, I'm either interested in this message or not. And if they weren't, they would leave, which was you know 97% of people. But the 3% who clicked, that was who you got onto whatever offer you had. And it was kind of like a, if you send them a message that they weren't interested in, they just bailed and you wasted your money. Well, mm-hmm. now with these conversation ads, it's like where you can predefine what a conversation goes like. So you might say, hey, are you going to be at Social Media Marketing World this year? Yes or no? And if they say yes, you can say, come you know, stop by our booth. We want to talk. Or if they say no, you go, oh, sorry, we're going to miss you. Hey, how about, do you want to uh, watch this webinar on demand? Or do you want to download this guide or something? And it just gives you more chances with someone that you've already paid to have a conversation with. And now you just get more chances to interact with them. So hugely beneficial. I'm really excited for this functionality. Yeah. So uh, when I was looking at it and I saw the, uh, the image there and it did, like Grace said, look like one of the, my favorite books growing up were the choose your own adventure. I love those. And it did remind me of a chatbot. I mean, it kind of even had that look and feel, but can you tell us like you mentioned some pricing earlier, but how much did these ads cost and, and what are you like suggesting for marketers to make them work for, you know, their budget? Still follows the same recommendations as uh, as message ads. Okay. Um, I, I think we might have even talked about this the last time we went live. Mm-hmm. The concept is here, you're going to pay to send this to someone and only a portion are going to open it and then only a very small portion are going to click on it. So the average cost per click was astronomical. I mean, it was somewhere between about $23 to $58 wow. per click. So wow. uh, if you're just going to use these for like, here, download my guide, it was a bad situation. Like... You don't want to use them for that. <laughs> right. But what you do want to use them for is something that feels like a personal invitation. Something that's like, you know, uh, we want to invite you as a VIP to this free event where you're going to network with your peers and have drinks and, and dinner. That kind of offer would be amazing. Or you look qualified for this position we're hiring for. Do you want to chat? Do you want to interview? Uh, or maybe something like, 
because of who you are in the industry, we want to give you early access or a sneak peek at something. The way I think about it is it's like a cold email. Mm -hmm. So if you read your message and say, if I were to receive this from someone I didn't know, would I be excited about it or would I mark it as spam? And if you would have marked it as spam, you know, this is a bad message to send out as a, as a message ad. But if you'd be excited about it, you know, it's great. And because you'll get higher response than average, you'll probably end up getting a much lower cost per click than you could from any other type of ad. So make sure it's a personal invitation. So one of the questions I have, should we go and look and see what some of the people who are really, really good at Facebook ads, do you think some of that will translate over to some of the stuff we could maybe try and test over on LinkedIn? Yeah, I think LinkedIn's a little bit less forgiving because the costs have always been higher. Right. So uh, less risk when you go over and test on Facebook. And if you find something that works okay on Facebook, uh, it might still not work very well on LinkedIn because the costs are you know, right. several times higher. Right. But yeah, I would learn whatever you can from the strategies that do work. Uh, there've been a lot of great thought leaders and experts sharing how their chatbot flow is working on Facebook. So certainly borrow from that experience. Um, but just make sure that you know the right. economics are going to work with LinkedIn. Gotcha. So AJ, as you've been testing this, what kind of effectiveness are you seeing in your ads? Like, has it improved it by tenfold, twofold? Yeah. Like, how how well are these working out for your, you and your when you were testing them? So sponsor or message ads have already been performing very well for this account. Uh, mm -hmm. As soon as we added in the conversation ads to it, we saw a thirty percent increase in wow. uh, in leads for the same budget. So wow. what that means is we captured an, an additional 30% of conversions that we would have lost by just sending a static mail. But since now they got to choose another option, we got them to convert, you know, 30% of that audience to convert in a different way, which is amazing. I mean, anyone who says I can give you 30% more leads and you don't have to spend a dime, I'm in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, I like that the it can also allow you to do full funnel campaigns and then like the custom call to actions. What when it says custom call to actions, are these fully customizable or is it like you can pick from these five? Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty customizable. Uh, you can cool. choose the message text or, or the button text for every step through the funnel. So mm -hmm. you can directly say like, "Hey, if you're not interested, do you have a friend who is?" And they click, "Yes, I've got a friend who's interested," and uh, <laughs> and then you can send them to a whole separate landing page where they're just referring to a friend. So very cool. customizable. Uh, the flow is a little bit difficult right now. You know, it, it used to take us less than a minute to create a message ad and a conversation ad. We're, we're bordering on about 20 minutes right now because you have to define every little piece of that flow. But mm -hmm. boy, for that extra 30%, especially if you're running at volume, right. it was worth it. Very it's cool. like a LinkedIn wingman. Right. It is. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, Take him to the bar with you. <laughs> so um, it reminds me of those Mac versus PC ads. What would a LinkedIn wingman look like? So every we've been talking and every platform has been hitting, going through these transformations. You know, we see it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, even Reddit. And so can you give us some like overview and maybe some insight what's going on with LinkedIn right now? Are people using it more than ever? Or, I mean, because we haven't, I haven't seen any reports about that way. Or is it, is there some unexpected ways you've seen people use it? I'd love to know your insights on this. Yeah, I've been really interested to see this happen. Uh, what we've seen across all the B2C platforms, like you just mentioned, we see a fire sale on like people that just, you know, B2C stopped spending so many retail and travel. They just stopped spending because they're not making money mm -hmm. and there's no way for them to make money. And so I've been expecting the same thing on LinkedIn. Like, hey, I, you know, let's see everyone drop their budgets. It seems like B2B moves quite a bit slower. And I think we're going to start seeing budget shift away, and we already have, uh, but not nearly fire sale 
uh, style, like gotcha. on Facebook. Gotcha. Um, we're seeing, you know, we've had some, several clients that we've just left their bids and their budgets exactly the same. And all of a sudden their cost per click starts decreasing and they start getting more and more traffic. And we know that means competitors have left the auction. So we're mm. seeing that shift away and it's actually been really good for some of our clients. Gotcha. On top of that, I mean, kind of like you were, you were hinting at here, uh, the usage on LinkedIn is uh, probably as good as it ever has been. You've got all these people who are now working from home. So they're not afraid to have a social media platform up on their screen. Their boss isn't there to see it. <laughs> right, and right. they're also hearing news of layoffs going out all over. And so yeah. I think a lot of them are hedging their bets going, I better spend some time on LinkedIn just in case my job gets eliminated. No, just to see what's out there. Mm-hmm. So I think because <laughs> of that, inventory has, has stayed strong the demand from advertisers is slightly decreasing. So if right now is a good time for you to be generating those leads, you'll probably get them very inexpensively. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is, you know, two, three months of watching this kind of a departure from the platform or a scaling back. So you mentioned the surge in uh, usage and also the uh, fire sale of ads. Are you or any of your clients uh, adjusting your LinkedIn marketing strategy uh, the same way that we might be seeing on Facebook or Instagram? I know it's a completely different culture, but um, are people, are your clients shifting as much as as we see some of these other uh, customers are or other clients doing? Uh, yeah, and I, I got to watch Tara's segment where where she was kind of talking about you know making it uh, applicable to them, making your your everything timely. So we've had our advertisers who just are not doing very well right now. They pause or super scale back. We have some advertisers who are saying, "Hey, this is great for us to take advantage of. Our product works really well to this remote work or work from home or during pandemic." And so we've helped them kind of customize their message uh, for what's on everyone's mind. And anyone who knows anything about PR will tell you, like, you play into what people are thinking about and talking about, and and it works so much better. So yeah, for anyone who's willing and able to customize their offer, like like you guys were talking about with Tara, mm-hmm. uh, now's a great time for it. Uh, we've mm-hmm. even seen some clients who haven't customized their offer. They just keep running the same thing. And you know sometimes there's lower click-through rates because people just aren't as interested, but prices are also coming down. So it depends on how you want to adapt, but certainly any way you can adapt to the timely nature of you know, what's on everyone's mind right now, which is COVID, um, you should see performance increase. Awesome. Yeah. And are your clients coming to you for um, shifts in their content? Because um, I know that the uh, feed in LinkedIn has gotten a lot more active, at least for me. And then someone on the show, I'm not going to mention which one, it's Jeff, just got LinkedIn live <laughs> this week. And so, you know, now we're going to be, I'm hoping to see more videos on there from people that I uh, know and appreciate and possibly work with. So (laughs) how have people been shifting their content strategy on LinkedIn Um, or how have they been? Well, it's interesting because I've I've had very tight conversations with people at LinkedIn right now, and Mm -hmm. they are going crazy trying to figure out what can we push out that's been in development? What can we speed up? to give people tools that are more useful from home. So I just read the email uh, from the partner team where they're saying, we have just lifted a bunch of the requirements and restrictions on LinkedIn Live. We're pushing companies through right now so Mm -hmm. that they can start broadcasting, so that they can start sharing uh, that they haven't been before. And so, Jeff, I think you're probably the proud recipient recipient of that. Thanks, AJ. Thank you. (laughs) I'll give you Um, all the credit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but anyone out there who's like, 
if you've applied for LinkedIn Live before, either from your personal or from your company page or both, and have been rejected, now's a real good time to send that application in again because they're they're fast-tracking them, which is great. Yeah, awesome. They're also coming out with lots of work-from-home content, lots of... They sped through the, the ramp of of LinkedIn events. So now anyone who's the admin of a page can create a, a virtual event. Wow. Um, we, we can't put a uh, managed spend behind it yet. It's not an ad format yet. But mm-hmm. even still, if you want to do a webinar, if you want to do a, a hangout with people, now's a great time. You can set an event inside of LinkedIn and hit all of your connections. That's awesome. That's awesome. AJ, you always give us like a grace. I think only you and Leslie Samuels may be tied on like, you know, <laughs> being all uh, excited about stuff. So um, we want to know where we can find out more about you. Where, And I know you have the LinkedIn uh, ad show that just uh, came out. So make sure you tell us where we can find that as well. Yeah, any podcast player you've got, uh, if you want to get real geeky on LinkedIn ads, I'll, I'll let you know it's it's geeky. It, it goes deep. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but if you're all up for getting deep in LinkedIn ads, definitely ch- uh, just search for LinkedIn ads show. Um, I'll also throw in the chat the, the link to a nice... Uh, link tree link that will give you all kinds of different ways to listen, but check that one out. Um, and then of course, if you go to b2linked.com, our company page, if you fill out the the lead form on any page, you don't go to a sales rep and you don't go onto our newsletter or anything like that. It just goes directly to my inbox and I'm not a sales guy. So feel free to reach out and ask anything you want. Awesome. And uh, AJ, you recently pub- uh, had an article published on Social Media Examiner. It's called uh, <laughs> How to Create LinkedIn-Sponsored Content Ads, a Walkthrough. So it's, again, it's another version of Choose Your Own Adventure. So in the article, you'll learn how, you'll learn why LinkedIn-sponsored content ads are perfect for your first campaign. And AJ will also walk you through step-by-step, one way or another, how to set up and launch your own campaign for your website visit. So you can find that on socialmediaexaminer.com. And again, that's called How to Create LinkedIn-Sponsored Content Ads, a Walkthrough. How pleasant. Yes. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much, AJ. This has been great. We really appreciate having you on again and we'll see you next time. Thanks Bye guys. Now. So excited to share. Bye. Bye. Thank you. And for more details, links and notes on everything discussed in today's episode, you can find that in our social media marketing talk show recap that Grace puts together. She always does an incredible job. It publishes every Saturday at Social Media Examiner. You can find that at socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash news. And don't forget, we've mentioned all these podcasts today, but don't forget ours. You can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. We push out new episodes every Saturday. And we'd love for you guys to leave us a review because that helps us out. Our next show is next Friday, April 3rd at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. If you would like to get this on your calendar, make sure to go to socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. That's socialmediaexaminer.com forward slash live show. Thank you so much. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. And a special thank you to Tara and AJ. I know we had a ton of really amazing, in-depth, wonderful questions in the comments. If you're joining us here on the live show and we weren't able to answer your question or we didn't, or there was another part of it, or you come back later and you think, oh, I really want to ask that. I will encourage you to please leave a comment on that article on Social Media Examiner. I do respond to the comments on that article and uh, we will try to get those answers to you either through our guests or through other resources. So please don't think that we didn't get to you. There's just so many and I do want to get to you. So please leave me a comment there. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. 
The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.